This week on Morbidly Intoxicated, we're going to do something a bit different in light of Mental Health Awareness Month. This episode contains mentions of suicide, depression, and mental illness. Please listen with caution. If you or someone you know is struggling with mental illness or suicidal thoughts, please seek help. You can reach the Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255, the National Alliance on Mental Illness Hotline at 1-800-950-6264, and the General Crisis Hotline by texting SUPPORT to 741-741. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Lily. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Hi. <laughs> we have my cousin on this week. <laughs> Do you want to uh, tell the people about yourself? Oh, gosh. Um, my mom hated this section, said, too. No. I'm Morgan. I'm Lily's cousin, as she mentioned. And I'm from the East Coast. I don't know if anyone knows that, but I'm from Pennsylvania. And... I'm honored to be on the podcast today. We are so happy to have you here. Finally. <laughs> yeah. This is the same Morgan who gave us that awesome um, Jane Doe case, or yes. Beth Doe case, where I was like, Morgan, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> and she also sent us these really cute um, little Spotify oh, yeah. keychains. Where did you get those? My friend makes them. Oh. My friend from school makes them. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Does she have a little shop that we can? Yeah, I could give you a link, but let me look it up. Okay. okay. <laughs> link. We can link that. Uh, her name's Victoria, and her shop name is called Boho, B-O-H-O, Babe Creations. Oh. You can okay. find it on Facebook so, on, or on Instagram. Oh, that's super cute. Cool. All right, we're going to have to link that, too. Yeah. So people can find uh, that. Yeah, and we'll post a picture yeah. on for you. Yes. Okay, cool. Super cute. And tell the people what you study. Um, I recently got my bachelor's in clinical psychology in 2020. And then I got accepted to go right back to the same school for social work for my master's. Awesome. So exciting. So we have her on today because we're going to do kind of an open discussion about mental health and suicide awareness because it is mental health month in May. It is. And so we think that's important to talk about. It's also Celiac Awareness Month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lily, our new gluten-free friend. Hi. <laughs> Don't have celiac, but... <laughs> but you might. But I might. <laughs> but she might. But she might. Now, I know I know someone that has celiac. She, um, classmate of mine, she was diagnosed not until she was 12, 13 years old. I sat at lunch with her, like, every day, and you know, just seeing what she had to avoid, and it's hard. Yeah. I can't imagine. My best friend has celiac, and she's a diabetic. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. She doesn't always follow the rules, though. So, let's uh, get a drinky drink here. Oh. Before we do that, I oh. have to tell the people our big announcement. <laughs> so, you had to pee. Oh, no. I was like, oh, okay. Morgan doesn't even know. Do I know? Yes, oh, this do. is what Robert was texting me? But what's the big announcement? Yes, my boyfriend was being so, um, like, impatient. Nosy. He was like, 
what's the big announcement? What's the big announcement? I was like, you just have to listen. <laughs> you don't get special treatment. Right. We're launching a Patreon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> Sometimes she's got like four big announcements and I'm like, which one is it? If you don't know, I do everything. <laughs> I just got hired in a full-time salon, so mind your business. Okay, so I'm going to let you guys get, like, an early access, um, not to the Patreon, but just kind of lets you, let you guys know what the tiers are. So we're probably going to be launching this in about two weeks. Um, we're going to have a five, ten, and $20 tier. The five tiers are basically just going to be ad-free, and, um, it's going to have blooper reels as well. So all of the nasty jokes i can't leave in <laughs> if you're not lighthearted, there you go we have some right we have some humor you'll get for them you. out of context so that you can't know Judge why us. you should hate us right then the ten dollar is gonna have all of the five dollar ones plus an exclusive mini sode every week that's also gonna be ad free the twenty dollar one is gonna be everything from above with the mini sode the blooper reels everything ad free and then we're gonna be doing a full length episode every other week so you'll get two full-length episodes a month extra on top of what we're already doing Mm -hmm. this might become more if we have more time but right now we just don't have the time to do it every week so it's gonna be every other week our twenty dollar is also gonna include merch so you're gonna get a sticker a mug a print and a t-shirt Three of them have been designed by my friend Kelly Carroll, who did all of our other stuff. The mug is going to be designed by me, so you'll actually have my handwriting on a glass. You're welcome. You don't want that. <laughs> you don't. You should see her handwriting. <gasps> I'm just kidding. I worked really hard. Oh, no. My handwriting's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, you only get all four of these things if you are subscribed for the entire year. That's Patreon's thing. Not us. If, if it was up to us, we would have you just buy the merch outright and we would send it to you and say, right. here you go. As far as that goes with like our $10 tier, we were thinking about doing a raffle. Um, so we can send people merch, but it wouldn't be the same merch uh, that Patreon is producing. Right. So it would be a little bit different. It would probably still be stickers and prints and stuff. But um, uh, we were even talking about bottle openers. So... Possibly. Don't make promises. Possibly. I said we were talking about it. <laughs> we were talking about it. I want to say, too, that, because um, I just feel like we need to make the statement. We're not trying to, like, sucker you out of money. Oh, no. Oh, and we're not doing it for the money, but it's no. helpful to have that so we can do merch for you guys, or if we need to take a day off and do a lot of research, then we have this money. <laughs> I'll just be straight up about it. I mean, let's, like, yeah, well, let's put it this way. We're going to still put out our free stuff, and you're still going to get access to all of our free right episodes but we're gonna give you extra and we're gonna need time to do the extra right you know what i mean so yeah exactly yeah Yeah. so taking days off work or or whatever whatever it is or also we we pay for like subscriptions to documentaries and stuff we do yeah and we buy a lot of true crime books yeah we buy a lot of true crime books um we had to buy new microphones. We're not using them right now, but for when I move in a couple months yeah. and we do. And we're looking at uh, getting a better editing software. So. Yeah. So it's, just... it's going to the podcast. We're not just trying to like. Give I just want to say, money, yeah, we're not trying to like get a money grab and we're not doing it for the money. It's just helpful right. to have that. Yeah. So we don't have to keep doing it out of pocket. <laughs> it's just going to make the podcast a little bit We're just two broke better. girls, okay? 
We can't say that. That's the name of a TV show. <laughs> oh, copyright infringement. We're always copyright infringing. What are you talking about? That's true. You just cut out all the copyright. <laughs> I left one in. Oh. Anyway. Um, so that was that. But yeah, that was our big announcement. Give us your money. <laughs> Give us your money. Jesus. I'm excited for Patreon. Yay! I'm excited too because oh, I love doing mini sods. Sometimes I get bored of full length. And we're definitely gonna be sending Morgan some merch just because. Yeah. She's Ooh, and Morgan. there is potential to for all the tiers to get discount codes later once we have like a merch store. Yeah. Just so you know what could happen. We were <laughs> possibly talking about doing something where we did a raffle for episode suggestions as well. Um but episodes, right? Episode suggestions are always welcome, though. Like, right. if you want to send it to yeah. us, and, and then, we'll still give you a shout out or anything too. Yeah, like abs- if you gave us the episode idea, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So that's that. Keep an eye out for that. We'll keep you posted. Two weeks. Can I have wine now? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she made me sit through that whole damn thing with no wine in my glass. Oh my gosh. And Morgan also has a drink too. What are you drinking, yeah. Morgan? The new truly like punches. Girl, yes, I brought some of those. <laughs> okay, I like those better. So talking about like gluten intolerances, I'm allergic to malt liquor. Like I can have normal gluten, okay. but once it's fermented, I I like break out in hives like crazy. And so I had to start drinking all these nasty seltzers. Those are definitely the best of the trulies. But I hate that they use like fake sugar. It gets me. She doesn't like the agave. I actually like white claws now, and I didn't like them before. So. Yeah. I love White Claws. Everybody makes fun of me, but I love White Claws. <laughs> We're all basic. What's up? I don't like the, I don't like salt, like, bubbly water, though. I didn't like them, and then I drank the Trulies, oh. and then I stopped drinking, and I, like, the, not stopped drinking. Uh, <laughs> I drank a lot of wine, because wine's gluten-free. That's how I started drinking so much wine, is because I couldn't have the gluten. Yeah. And I would just mix drinks, and then I came back to the Trulies recently, and I think they changed the formula for the, like, lemonade ones because they're better. Yeah. And so I tried, I think a friend gave me a white claw and I was like, this isn't as bad. So I don't know if my taste buds changed or I got Probably. used to, like, the seltzer water, but. They've matured. They've matured. <laughs> Tell them what we're drinking. Uh, We're drinking 19 Crimes. It's Snoop Dogg's wine. It's in the flavor Cali Red. Sierra doesn't think I'm going to Is it good? Wine. I don't think she's going to I can't it. find it out here. I can't find it out here. Yep. You hate it, don't you? So, oh, if anyone's God. a wine drinker, it tastes a lot like a Cabernet Sauvignon. And I knew she would hate it. It's it was, a very dark red. It was fine. It was <laughs> fine. And then it got bad with the aftertaste. Yeah. There's a sweeter one that Robert said was good. And he likes sweet alcohol, so. I like it. But I like more, like, bitter, full-bodied wines. I'd probably like that kind of. Yeah. I'll ship you some. Just don't tell anyone. <laughs> You're not technically allowed to ship alcohol, but I own a shipping store. So we're going to jump right into our episode. Yeah. Western Michigan University's site on suicide prevention states that suicide occurs across all age, economic, social, racial, and ethnic boundaries. Suicide is preventable. Most suicidal individuals desperately want to live. They are just unable to see alternatives to their problems. Talking about suicide does not cause someone to become suicidal. Lost survivors not only suffer the trauma of losing a loved one to suicide, they may be at a higher risk for suicide and emotional problems. Suicide is currently the second highest cause of death for youth, ages 15 to 24, in the United States, and the 10th leading cause of death in all ages. 
Also states the following warning signs that could indicate someone you know needs an intervention. Hopelessness, rage, uncontrolled anger, or seeking revenge, acting reckless or engaging in risky behaviors, feeling trapped, increased alcohol or drug use, withdrawing from family and friends, anxiety, agitation, or being unable to sleep or sleeping all the time, a dramatic change in mood, and expressing feelings that life is meaningless or that there is no reason to live. So I wanted to put those in there as like a a forward, I guess. So I know we've all experienced loss in our lives. Um, I've had someone that I was close with commit suicide. Uh, I know, Morgan, you said that you've had someone. Yeah, I had a family member of mine commit suicide four years ago now. So I don't know. Um, I, there was a girl in my school. We weren't close friends, but we did know each other and we did speak in passing. And then, I mean, the the biggest thing that I can equate to, like, loss is, like, my grandfather, who just passed recently. Yeah. So. I know for me, it was one of those things that was so shocking because I didn't see any warning signs. And, I'm, I mean, like, we weren't extremely close friends, but I spent a lot of time with him and we played, like, the same sport together and we hung out in, like, different social events and stuff. Yeah. And I never saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Like, he he was so, like, he seemed so happy. He was hilarious. He was very much, like, class clown, center of, like, the party and all that. And it's, like, totally blindsided everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's so hard to be, like, shit. Like, I didn't even know he was going through something that severe. Right. Yeah. I felt the same way. I felt like we were all blindsided, too. My family member actually is the one that introduced me to the university that I go to now. My first tour was with her and I stayed overnight and like we were in the dorms and stuff. And it only happened a year after that. I never saw it coming. Never, ever, ever saw it coming. I don't know how people cope and, you know, try to move on from anything like that. But I know people tend to write like suicide notes and things like that. She made a Facebook post like literally minutes before she did it so it was very public and the very first comment was literally like a minute or second after and it was already done so there was people like reaching out and yeah and it was just you know when you make something public like that it's just insane like people caught it like seconds after and it was already too late I just think that's insane to me you know we always say like oh if you could have reached out if you could have reached out but when you're in that frame of mind, you don't even think about that, no. right. unfortunately. Well, you know what's crazy is there's even, I've heard of people live streaming them, like, hanging yeah. themselves. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, it, there used to be an entire yeah. website. I, I don't know, it might be up. I don't remember what it's called. I, I don't care to know what it's called. It has all that gruesome shit on it. Yeah. Um, I don't mind talking about it. I don't want to see it. Right. But yeah, that was what that whole website was for. And it's, that's crazy. I know. I saw, um, someone, it was like, it was like a friend of a friend sort of situation. And he started posting stuff like that on Twitter. Oh. It was like this whole Twitter feed of these really like dark messages. And we're like, are you okay? Yeah. And I know one of his friends reached out and they eventually got him help. And I was like. People need to do that more. Like, like sometimes, yeah, you don't see it coming. And if, but if you have a chance, and and I've done this with a few friends where you see something and it's just like, 
it, and it could be something offhand or it could not be you know they could just yeah. be like oh life yeah. life yeah. sucks i hate this but it could be more than that like it could be more than just an offhand comment of like i've had a crappy day mm-hmm. so like check in on your friends <laughs> check in on your happy friends too no, I, yeah yeah i do i think about that all the time like whenever somebody it could be somebody i don't even talk to mm-hmm. and they'll post something like you know i hate life or things like that I'll message them and be like, are you okay? Like, I'm here if you need to talk. Like, I'm just that kind of person. Yeah. And that goes for, like, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything. Right. I think that was a big thing for me when it happened with my friend is, like, I always felt like I was that person. But when when he passed, I realized, like, I wasn't doing the most. Mm -hmm. Like, I would see those things and I would think, like, oh, I'm not that close to them. So maybe it's weird if I reached out. And ever since I was, like, I don't care if I don't even know you. Right. Like, you could be on the other side of the world. I'm going to yeah, be like, right. hey, like, because who knows? Maybe they don't have a friend to check in on them. Yeah. So if they start posting things like that, I've definitely done that to, like, someone who was pretty much a complete stranger. I was like, hey, I saw your post. Like, yeah. I know you don't really know me, but, like, I'm here to talk or I can help you find resources or maybe mm-hmm. it's just, like, you didn't realize how dark your comment was right. and you're all right, you know? Yeah. I was listening to the Office Ladies podcast the other day and I don't remember how they got on this topic because they literally only talk about the show and they'll mention like some things about their lives and stuff like that. They're they're I mean, they're pretty open. And they got on the topic of like always complimenting people. They're like, Who cares if, if people think you're weird in that second? Like, just do it. Yeah. Just say, hey, I like those shoes. Hey, I like that shirt. If you like something about somebody, even if they're a stranger, just say it. Just say it, yeah. Because that might make their day, or they might think you're weird, but who cares? Right. I would say with women, it's a little easier to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's a random guy says, like, I really like your top. You're like, okay, get away from me. (laughs) But I mean, still do it. Just do it genuinely. It's different if you're doing it genuinely. Yeah. That happened to me the other day. Um, I was just having a crappy day and then I felt like everything was going wrong and I was like you know, I'm so done with today I just want to go home and I took this uber drive and they left like this little note they were like um what you're doing is amazing and I hope you have a good day like Aww. stay safe and something else and I, I literally messaged him I was like your note just made my whole day like thank you so much for that Aww. and I was literally like gonna like cry in their driveway I was like they just made me feel so much better and it's just little things like that. Like, they have that in their delivery notes, so every driver sees it. And that's, yeah. like, the nicest little thing to put in the day. Yeah, I like that. I've gotten better with um, complimenting people, like, especially with working with customers all day. I'll be like, oh, I like your nails or I like your shoes or whatever. And some people are, like, so caught off guard by it. Yeah. And it just makes me feel awkward. But I'm like, no, I'm going to say it anyway. Like, yeah, I mean, might as well. Might as well try and... Yeah try and lift people up right yeah exactly spread kindness not germs right wash whatever it is wash your hands wash your hands (laughs) no i i see that too it's like sometimes when they're so caught off guard i get kind of like sad i'm like like how long has it been since someone's complimented you over something so simple and it's like so easy to do that on a daily basis another thing i would say like i was saying like make sure to check in on your happy friends (laughs) Yeah. Because you don't always know. Yeah, like, always. I I personally got that a lot. I'm definitely someone, like, I have kind of a bad attitude sometimes of, like, fake it till you make it. And people are always like, you're so put together. I'm like, sure. 
It's funny because I was gonna say I can tell just by your texts like when you're not having like a good day or like your responses like or if we're on the phone or anything I'm like oh I can tell she's having kind of like a rough day. See I had to train myself to do that. Really? I used to be a robot like just due to my family (laughs) they don't listen to this podcast so like due to like the way I was raised and crappy friends and everything like I was just I was so good at it. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember, actually, I remember one time, um, an ex-boyfriend of my sister's, we were all at Thanksgiving together, and my, there was just family drama and everything, and I was like, okay, sure, and I, like, smiled and everything, and he was like, wow, you're really good at that. I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, that fake smile. And I was like, he knew. At that moment, I was like, no one has ever called me out on that before. Like, I was almost mad. I was like, how dare he see through (laughs) this? And it was literally a turning point for me. I was like... I shouldn't be doing that. Right. You know? And I really had to train myself to do that. And I feel like now I do kind of wear my emotions on my sleeve because I'm like, I shouldn't have to hide it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so hard for me to open up. (laughs) I agree 100%. I was the same way. Yeah. I think everyone has their their version of like a a fake smile or like a fake attitude. Because, I mean... Everyone's been there. I know I've been there for sure. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's actually crazy that we, you brought it up because all my life I've been through like such medical, harsh medical, um, you know, things, events. And um, I've just been told to stay strong, stay strong, stay strong my entire life. You know, you can handle anything that comes your way, that kind of thing. I became robotic, like, to my friends, my family, my relationships, like, I became that person, and I just wore a smile no matter what I was going through or anything. You know, finally, when I got to kind of let my guard down, that's when I discovered I had, like, depression and things like that, Mm -hmm. because I was so far up all the time, I wasn't letting myself wear my emotions or come down at all. Mm Mm-hmm. And hearing, you can only hear stay strong, stay strong a certain amount of times, yeah, before you're like, I can't do this anymore. On the, like, on the back to that, it's so important to tell people, like, it's okay to not be okay. Because I feel like there is a big thing, like, they don't mean it to come off that way when they're like, stay strong, like, you can get through this. But sometimes people don't realize that, like, that can make you feel worse because you're like, but what if I'm not okay? Yeah. Like, are you still going to be there if I'm not strong yeah. through this? If I'm not okay with it? If I don't have a smile on my face? Right. So I think it's just yeah. as important to be like, you can have a bad day. Like, you can cry about your situation. That's acceptable. Can we can we talk about the stigma of men crying? Can we stop Bullshit. doing that? Can we stop with I that? I got two shoulders. Come here, bro. <laughs> Come on. Cry on my shoulder. Let's go. I will never, like degrade a man for crying no i think it's so fucking ridiculous they probably need it more than some people right like because they're never allowed to do it poor robert was telling me he was like i was just so exhausted the other day and i was worried about school and i was stressed about work because he literally wakes up at 4 30 in the morning and doesn't go to bed until like 9 30 10 at night because he has full-time school, full-time work. Like, he's just going constantly. He's like, and the stress got to me. He's like, I just sat in my car and cried. I was like, oh. I've been there, Rob. <laughs> I've been there, Robbie Rob. Robbie Rob. When I worked at QT and was doing night school, oh my god, the mental breakdowns I had. Ugh. I was getting like four and a half hours of sleep, maybe. Yeah. 
And that shows how important sleep is, too. Yeah. Oh, yes. We have a whole episode. <laughs> we have a whole... If you haven't checked out that episode... It's a really I'll good one. i all about how important sleep is. Yeah. I think that stigma is so dumb. And you know where it comes from? It comes from, like, the old days of, like... I mean, it's still patriarchy, but, like, the patriarchy men, men provide and men are tough and they do all mm-hmm. the hard labor and all this... Why does that mean you can't have emotion? You're a human. You feel things like everybody else does. You have bad days. Like, I've told all my guy friends that. I'm like, you ever want to cry to somebody? I got you. I'm not going to judge you for that. Yeah, exactly. I'm a girl. You know how much I cry? I cry over nothing. Too much. Minor inconvenience? (laughs) Plates. Plate. Okay, listen. (laughs) (laughs) I will cry over plates. (sighs) Females get it. We have that time of the month where, like, minor convenience, and we're like, I just don't understand. My life's so horrible. <laughs> my boyfriend's like, what happened? I'm like, I dropped my fork. Okay. I was trying to eat with it, and I dropped it. Oh, my God. Literally been there. Just me? Okay. <laughs> I I have I've done that. Like, I'll be laying in bed. My emotions just take over. I'm like, Titus is so cute. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's ever been drunk, especially on rum, they get it. They get it. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's a good point. Yeah. Western Michigan University also states that when compared to heterosexual males and females, gay men are six times more likely and lesbian females two times more likely to attempt suicide. It's important to know that LGBTQ plus members do not commit suicide because they are gay but rather due to bullying, discrimination, homophobia, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, violence, gender nonconformity, low self-esteem, and societal and family rejection. For those in the LGBTQ plus community struggling, you can reach the Trevor Hotline at 1-866-488-7386. For anyone coming out, being bullied, or navigating same-sex relationships, you can reach the GLBT Hotline at one 888 843-4564. Okay, so we have our resident gay. <laughs> That's me, you guys. Yeah. Um, For anyone who hasn't, well, I guess I shouldn't say that. You should tell yeah, them about uh, your sexuality. <laughs> so for anyone that doesn't know, I am a part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I am bisexual. I came out quite a few years ago. I want to say in like... 2016 or 17 and it was kind of interesting because when I was growing up my mom has this boyfriend and he would tell me all these things basically like your mom doesn't like gay people or not doesn't like gay people but doesn't like lesbians um she had a lesbian experience once not a lesbian experience I shouldn't say that I was like what does that even mean like she kissed a girl and now she hates lesbians there was there was a girl in a town that she lived in that would flirt with her and buy her things and stuff like that and it made my mom really uncomfortable um was the girl gay yes but i don't oh. i don't know the full story my mom has never told me this story this is just what i remember must have been that traumatic right <laughs> take all of this with a grain of salt because my memory is god awful like i had to reach out to my best friend of 15 years to be like can you tell me about this that happened in my life and she's like yes <laughs> Yeah, so I, I am part of the LGBTQ plus community. And then growing up in that environment, like, I had these fe- feelings and I was always really confused. And it actually led me to a part of my life where I said the most 
horrendous shit and I'm gonna tell you guys right now I said I that lesbians scared me because I was just so conditioned to think that and then years later I was like oh it's because I'm fucking gay scared myself right (laughs) (laughs) but like it took my friend of 15 years she does all of our artwork it's Kelly Kelly Um, we went on a camping trip and she pulled me aside and she was like I need to have a real talk with you and we were in the middle of the fucking woods in like this bathroom and she was like she's like I think this is what's going on with you and I like broke down in tears and I was like you do not know how long I've been wanting to like tell somebody she was like I knew she's like I've known all these years she was like you could have told me I was like yeah but I was conditioned to not like right well doesn't everyone like make their friends come out in the woods yeah so how did she come at you with that oh just straightforward (laughs) Kelly's a very very straightforward person and I was at a point in my life where Mm -hmm. I was depressed it was just a it was a weird time and uh yeah she just full force came at me she's like I want to have this talk with you she's like and I'm being serious right now because she was a little tipsy (laughs) love that (laughs) right underage liquid liquid courage oh my gosh yeah we were we were on vacation with our friends and um and she was just like how I'm pretty sure you're gay. And yeah. <laughs> and we had one of my other friend, Taylor, was with us, and uh, he's gay as well. Yeah, and uh, he was totally there for me. I was like, love that. Well, this is awesome. Yeah, I had so much support within my friend group. Um, it was really, really nice. Um, I just think it's crazy. Like, I'm from a really, really small town. I was not properly educated on any of this at all. Mm-hmm. Not in my school, not in my town, not not my parents. Like, you didn't really, I don't want to say hear of it, but you didn't really know many people that, you know, identified with the community. I think growing up, I knew one person. You know, it's a really small town, but I knew one person growing up. Once I got to college, I'm not going to lie, it was a huge culture shock for me because I moved near a city and got to experience, you know, a lot of different people and people's personalities and people's cultures and it's amazing because you know I've been kind of sheltered from those things but with my best friend like I said she came out to me I want to say 2016 as well wow and it was one of those things where she was in the army and I was at school and it's one of those things where she just called me and just told me I was just happy for her I was just so happy that she was happy and you know she's living her best life right living her true self you know i helped my friend taylor come out i was on like a band trip in new york city all the way across the fucking country and he called me and he was like i think i'm gay and we like sat there and just had this whole talk about it i was like (laughs) it's totally fine like i he was like I was worried about what you would think I've had I think that something so gratifying as an ally yeah is when people come out to you and you can be the person that's like okay yeah that's good for you I'm like I'm really glad and thankful that you told me and I've had a couple of people come out to me and just like I've had a friend start crying because they're like like I've never had someone respond so positively and I was then I was crying and I'm like I'm sorry that you haven't had that experience before and, like, it's just so many friends be like, I can't believe you took it that way. And I was like, I'm sorry for the people who don't take it that way. Yeah. Who, who don't comprehend it enough yeah. to be like, 
that's great because that's who you are. Like, yeah. there's nothing you can change about that. So, and you shouldn't want to change that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, it's not something that you need to change. That's my thing is I don't understand, like, especially with all the, um, like, racial bias that's going on right now. Like, I never understood that. I never understood judging somebody by their race or their sexual orientation or anything like that. If they were a good person, they're a good person. Right. If they're not a good person, right. it's not because they're they're black, they're Asian, they're gay, they're bisexual. It was never because of that. It was because they were a bad person. They were person. a bad person. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I know you said, Morgan, that you're, well, you talked about your best friend being lesbian. And that was 2016. Was That was the year that... Gay marriage was legalized, right? Was it? Wasn't that 2016? Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And there was also... June 2016. Yeah, yeah there was a, a big deal with um, LGBTQ in the military. Like I said, I'm a bad gay, so I didn't... Hang on, I was... You know what? I'll tell you this story about this. I... That was, like, June, so it was summer, mm-hmm. and I had just graduated high school the year before, and um, I was up until 6 in the morning watching Pretty Little Liars, and my laptop went, news alert, and it was like, gay marriage is now legal in the U.S., and I was like, oh my god, and I I get up, and I was like, mom, dad, because they're awake going to work, I was like, gay marriage just got legalized, and the only thing my fucking parents said to me, they go, why are you up this early? <laughs> I was like, focus, people, this is more important, and I was Listen. like, but gay marriage was legalized, they're like, oh wow, okay, I'm like, all you want to know is why I'm up this early? You're like pretty little liars. I, I just said something very important. Mind your business. <laughs> but I remember it vividly, and I was like, wait a minute, I like slammed the pause button, I was like, what? I like, oh clicked on the notification. That's funny. It's always back when I really didn't follow, like, things, and so it felt like this big, like, out of the blue thing, even though it had been in legislation forever. Right. And I was like, this is amazing. Anyways, um, I know you can't really speak for your friend, I guess, but do you know of her, like struggling of anything with the military and yeah I think it was just stressful all together just because you know coming to the realization you know she was um, 18 or 19 years old at the time she had been in a three-year relationship with a guy prior to that so coming to the realization and having to um you know kind of end that you know it just wasn't a good situation you know, in that aspect, but then after that, she got out, and then she came, she actually came to the university that I go to, she met a girl, and they're still together, they just celebrated four years together now, Aww, so I think that's crazy, yeah. For them, that's great, happy ending. Another big factor in suicide and mental illness is bullying and cyberbullying. Before we get into that, we're going to let you guys take a break, and... Take a moment to process. Are you trying to create a podcast but don't have the money for all the equipment it takes? Maybe not so great with all the editing? Not sure how to distribute your podcast once you have everything recorded? Well, look no further because Anchor is here to help. Anchor is the easiest way to make podcasts. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer or phone. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And best of all, it's free. We looked at so many different distribution websites before finding Anchor and wish we had found it sooner. 
They even set you up with sponsors they think will fit the vibe of your podcast, which you can accept or decline at any time. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy podcasting! And we are back, you guys. So, I wanted to take a minute to talk about bullying, cyberbullying, um, and things that can definitely lead to depression, mental illness, and suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I hope this doesn't sound shitty, I know you, that you two have definitely dealt with experiences like that in your life. Yeah. Um, so, I'm going to just give you guys an open floor to talk about your experiences. Mm-hmm. However comfortable you feel. Yeah. Um, Morgan's our guest. If you wanna, if you wanna take it away. I didn't mention this before, but I was born with a disability. I only have nine fingers, so I have four on my right. I was born without a thumb, so obviously it looks different. It looks different to everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, I was bullied for that heavily in middle school, not so much high school. It was mainly middle school, and, um, you know, it caused a lot of issues, and, you know, it caused a lot of conversation with guidance counselors and principals and parents of children, and it's just really stressful. Like, I didn't want to go to school. I was in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, and I didn't want to go to school anymore, you know? I was so sick and tired of people making it such an issue. Yeah. When it's like, I'm going about my own day, not bothering you. Why is it such a big issue that I look different than everybody else? It honestly brought my confidence level down my entire life. Yeah, me and you were actually talking about that the other week, I want to say, like a week or two ago. Because you were like, people only are ever concerned about, like, my condition. They only see my condition, like, and that's something you were like, I feel like I can't talk to too many people about it because they just get, like worried about my safety you know yeah no I've always felt like that they just see me as someone who had gone through all that Mm -hmm. and they're like I don't know how you can cope and deal I don't know how you made it through that I don't know how you know you could do all this and that's part of my life like I didn't choose that so I've learned to adapt and move along with my life you know, I'll be honest, I can't, because of my arm, I can't um, tie my shoes. I can't put my hair up in a ponytail. Mm-hmm. I have to rely on other people. Like, that hurts me still. Like, I'm almost 23. Yeah. And I still can't do that for myself. Like, I'm going to be living on my own next in the fall. And that just, like, scares me. Like, I can't, I'm going to have to rely on somebody to put my hair up in a ponytail. Like, I don't know. I think it's like embar not embarrassing, but it's embarrassing to me, you know. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't realize that I can't do stuff because I don't show it, you know. That's yeah. another thing. Like mm-hmm. I don't um, portray that I have struggles, and you know, things are harder for me. Like something as simple as like opening a can. I can't really use like a can opener, just an average can opener. I would need to get like an automatic one like something that simple like you know I have to adapt to it but that's okay that's just my life and that's something that a lot of people don't even think about like I didn't even think about that like 
using something like a can opener or even your shoes or, you know, just simple things like that. So I have a question as well as like a part of that comment. Would it be okay with you to just offer help or how, how do you like, um, go about those situations? If you have like an able-bodied friend. That's a good question. I I feel like, um, I've known people with disabilities where they're kind of insulted by or offended by an offering of help, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand what you mean. For myself, I didn't like ask for help. Like, not gonna lie, like my mom was really strict with me, like, learning how to do things like on my own right like you know preparing me for where I'm at now like and she took me to therapy and when I was being stubborn she made me do the things that I didn't want to do which was fine because like I said she was preparing me if someone offers me help yeah I sometimes I take it sometimes I wouldn't you know just that kind of thing like if I do need it, if I feel like I need it, I will ask. And as far as something simple like tying my shoe or um, putting up my hair, I've gotten a lot better with that. I'll just go into work and be, I don't even care who's working and be like, yo, can you put my hair up? Like, mm-hmm. it, like I've just gotten so used to it. So, yeah, I've just adapted and learned to, you know, deal mm-hmm. with, you know, what I was handed, so... Right. Do you, do you feel like that was a big part of the journey for you was learning like, I can't do this for myself. I, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. Majorly. Like I said, I didn't like to ask for help. You know, I, um, going through all the medical issues, like just aside from the disability, Mm -hmm. going through all the medical issues, everyone was helping me doctors, nurses, my family, my friends, I want to do things on my own. Mm-hmm. From the same token with my disability, I had to learn how to ask for help. At work, especially like when I'm by myself, I won't do certain things until someone else comes in because right. I'm not risking, you know, having something fall on me or me spilling something. So, you know, I've just gotten a lot better with asking for help. But during middle school, like when I was getting bullied and stuff all the time I didn't ask for help I didn't go to um, teachers guidance counselors principals parents I didn't go anywhere mm-hmm. it wasn't even until it got pretty bad when I started coming home from school and I was just going right to my room and I starting myself because I didn't want to talk about it and then eventually my mom found out and eventually a teacher caught somebody picking on me in the girl's bathroom Mm. and I like ran out of there because she came in and I ran out of there and she's like no she's like you're gonna come into my classroom and like we're gonna talk about it Mm -hmm. like she made me you know ask and talked about it with me and I I commend her for that because I don't think I ever would have you know went went anywhere with it yeah, absolute right. props to that teacher. Right. Is it fair to say, or would you agree that a lot of it comes from, like, a misunderstanding of your disability? Yeah, and I just think it goes back to parenting, too. Like, mm-hmm. Teaching your, your children that people are different. 
tell people are in wheelchairs, people, you know, but it, it stems to like, um, people have different color skin than you, people are different, um, genders than you, people are different, um, sexual identities, like, are different from yours, like, that kind of thing, like, I think it goes all back from parenting, especially with disabilities, because everyone is unique, and people get called four eyes all the time, Mm -hmm. like, for wearing glasses, and it's like, why, why is that even, why is that even still a thing, like, Right, it's like the simplest difference from you. Right. That like why do you feel the need to target that? Well, people I've noticed have like nitpicked too. Like I used to get a lot of um crap about the gap that I have in my teeth or um just different things, like different physical appearances where you're like why does that even fucking matter? I think my mom said like when she was in school, girls got bullied for being tall. Why does that even matter? Right. I can attest to that. Yeah, I'm just five foot eleven over here. <laughs> I'm like five foot nine. My cousin's five foot eleven though. And I and I got told I was like half and half, like one part would like it it was like a weird sense of bullying. Like it was like a kind of a backhand compliment scenario where mm-hmm. people would just feel the need to always mention it. Always mention that like you're quote unquote different or taller or like you're not the normal size of a girl. And then the other hand, it would be, like, nice guy bullshit. Where they'd be like, oh, like, no one's mad at tall girls. <laughs> like, oh. they hate short guys. Yeah. Like, I, I had a friend like that. And I was like, oh, God. why does this fucking matter? Yeah. I'm like, you're shorter, I'm taller, he's taller, she's shorter. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, it really is the most ridiculous thing. From small to big. It's yeah. like... What, what you were saying, people are different, move on from it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect your life. And if you are a decent human being, then you should be trying to better people's lives and not ruin them. Right, exactly. And not insult them for things that are out of their control. Mm-hmm. Like me being tall is out of my control, and you being disabled is out of your control, and, and you being bisexual is out of your control, Lily. And it's like... Why are we going to to hate on people for that? Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's in your control, like, who gives a shit? It's someone else's life. Mm-hmm. How, it does not directly affect you. Right, exactly. You know? Because, I mean, I've seen the same, the same shit about, like, tattoos and hair colors. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't directly affect your life. <laughs> right. Someone having... A full body tattoo from, like, toes to head does not affect your life. No. Someone having blue hair doesn't affect your life. Why are you concerning yourself with that? Yeah. And I think I'll be one of many to say, like, a lot of those people are projecting mm-hmm. and definitely need to worry about themselves. <laughs> I think we talked about it in the Jamie Bulger case. It was interesting to see that uh, one of the two boys who had... Uh, aided in the murder of Jamie actually got out of that rehabilitation center and then came out as as gay and he lives happily with his fiance or husband or boyfriend or however mm-hmm. whatever they are to each other they're his partner um and you almost kind of you kind of think you know that's a big stem of bullying is you're not um 
like comfortable with yourself or your mm-hmm. sexual orientation and so you're mad and you don't know who to take it out on that's a really drastic um i mean example but well not even though there's there's a big um when i when i took psychology like there's a big psych psychological study of like people who bully tend to bully people similar to them them yeah so like if they are feeling homosexual tendencies they'll bully people who are openly gay yeah because of of the like emotional conflict there and so i think it just circles around to you know like focus on yourself and seek help if you need it and find resources yeah you don't have to be stuck in a cycle of of hatred either for yourself or others or both and spread love not hate you don't have to worry about other, I mean, be compassionate of others and sympathetic towards others, but mm-hmm. definitely focus on yourself. I, I, I think I see a lot of that even now at our all of our ages is, like, people still project. Yeah. People still, like, take it out on other people and target other people that that they don't like within themselves or that they wish they were or, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't matter what other people are doing, you right. know. You need to focus on your own mental health your own emotional and physical health, and you don't need to be hating on other people. I don't know, that seems like probably a pretty simplistic way to put it, but at the same time, it's just, it's kind of true if everyone did that. Yeah, it's a simplistic idea. Right. Because it honestly is not simple. Yeah. Like, you don't really need to be worrying about what other people doing, you just need to be compassionate towards others, but... You shouldn't be hating on others because they're different or because they have things you don't have or they've reached goals that you wish you had. Right. You should be supporting others and accepting where you're at in your life. Mm -hmm. Maybe it wasn't your year to get that promotion and it was their year to get that promotion. Right. And you should be happy for them. I I feel like throughout this whole episode, like, we can't stress enough, like, there is no need to hate on people for being different. Yeah, exactly. In any way, shape, or form. I, uh... I was never picked on for, um, like, my sexuality because I came out later in life. Mm-hmm. But I definitely was kind of, like, picked on because I am very much a person who's who's shy. Like, I don't really talk to people unless you come up and talk to me. Like, I'm very much that person who gets, like, nervous just meeting new people. But once I know you, I can sit there and I can talk and talk and talk. And that's just yes, me. <laughs> oh, my God. You talk more than I do. <laughs> but, I mean, so I got picked on for being, like, the outcast. Or I got picked on for hanging out with the kids that weren't popular. Like, I got picked on because I was in band. Or I had to wear glasses. <laughs> and... I colored my hair differently. Like, this one girl, I moved to Utah, and I am very, very pale. And I was more pale when I was in middle school than I am now. Not because I didn't go outside, but because my mom was a sunblock freak. So, I was just paper white. And I had black... Like, God, Mom, let me get my melanin. Right. (laughs) Um, But no, I, I was just paper white and... And I had um, black hair. And this one girl took a piece of gum and my hair was long, stuck it right in the middle of my hair and told me, um, go back to where I came from and call me a vampire. What? Yeah. I would cut a bitch. Oh my god. That woman probably has kids now. Can you believe that? 
I don't even remember her name, but she had black hair too. I, what? I'm sorry, that makes me so mad. That is ridiculous. Yeah. So I'll say, because Lily had to call me out. She's like, oh, you lived a perfect life. You're never bullied. (laughs) I'll say one thing, though. The thing that I was like, I wouldn't say I was bullied for it. I mean, I'm a redhead. People always, like, said shit about that. But I just was like, I'm very much like like how I am now. I'm like, oh, bully me for something I can't change is how I was born. Like, oh, I'm so offended. Which I love my red hair. So it's like. Right. Okay. But I think one thing that people, I guess in a way, like, look down on me on, and I hope this doesn't sound, like, conceited or anything, mm-hmm. is, like, I was the girl that was, like, that didn't care, and I was friends with Everybody. all these different people. Yeah. In, especially, like, when I, in, in uh, high school, when I joined student council, it's, like, you meet all these different groups, because all these different groups are involved in things, and, um... I remember in middle school, that was, like, the one thing. Like, I was friends with, like, the outcast kids. Like, you were saying, like, the grunge kids. And then yeah. the athletes and the popular girls. And, like, all this. And everyone was, like, you can't be. F-. Well, I remember one girl was, like, you can't be friends with all of them. Oh. I was, like. You're, like, watch me. Literally. I was, like, um, why not? She's, like, you have to pick a group. I was, like, yeah, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> right. It's, like, no. <laughs> and I'll literally, like, sit with the friends I've known since, like, elementary school one day and then the grunge kids the next day and the drama kids the next day i was like who the fuck said i had to pick a group yeah and so like hearing it from the other side as well it's like that's ridiculous it doesn't make any sense and then seeing they still do that shit in movies they still do movie tropes of like the popular girls make Uh fun of like the grunge kids or the drama kids or like whichever one it is in that movie i'm like one it's dramatized and two what the hell? Get rid of that shit. Because you're just teaching people to continue to behave that way. Well, and it's it's funny that you brought that up because I had asked her a question earlier in the day. I was like, do you think people look at me and they look at you and they think, like, what an odd, like, couple. pairing of friends. <laughs> yeah, she said couple. And I was like, I hate you. What an odd couple. No, we're um, so cute together. It, because w- me and her are very different in appearances. Like, I'm... I'm covered in tattoos, I have piercings, my hair is colored. She rocks the grunge look. The grunge, yeah. I, I very much look like I just stepped out of, like, a 90s uh, rock concert. Evanescence album. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, my flannel that's covered in blood. From my bloody noses. From my bloody noses, I did not beat up anybody. I'm not if that hard. If we test it, it will be my blood. It's right. fine. It's fine. But, oh, well, and then it it's just interesting because, like, I was, I was that loner. And then, like, another time when I had moved out here and I started middle school. Yeah, it was, like, fifth grade or, or no, it was elementary school. It was fifth grade. They didn't like me because I was different. Like, I have always been the way that I am, um, minus the tattoos and piercings. Yeah, I hope you didn't have those at fifth grade. No. That's, a, like, I think it's um, not illegal. But I was very much the person that dressed differently. I had different opinions. I had different tastes in music. I was in band. And so I remember one of the girls, she pretended to bump into me with her um, lunch tray and she spilled milk all over me. And I had to go to the nurse and get, like, a new pair of clothes and stuff. People did not like me. Some girl tried to beat me up. I don't know. I was very much, like, physically bullied. Um... (laughs) In that sense, because I was, like, an outsider. 
And that's why I was like, do you think people, because I have that mindset. So I'm like, do you think people look at us and they're like, huh. I hate that. You know, that is ridiculous. And I'm sorry that anybody, and especially you guys, like, went through that. Because that is so unfair and immature and naive of those people yeah. to treat you guys that way. Yeah. And and what Morgan was saying, you're right, like, that's poor parenting. Yeah. I think one of the worst ones was, like, for me that when I got bullied in middle school, these girls, like, literally made up, like, a song about me. Like, yeah oh my god i don't yeah and that's when like the teacher that came in that was like the scenario in the bathroom it was like right at the gym and these girls like made up a song and that's when the teacher like came in the bathroom and like saw me run run out but i was like i'm just like seriously like that is what you're doing oh i didn't even know to do that right where do people that age learn that behavior oh girls are brutal in fifth grade (laughs) the same girls that spilled milk all down my back made up a rumor that i was making out with my best friend at the time in the bathroom called us lesbians like shit i might be (laughs) (laughs) what's it to you right mind your business mind your business like I, I've always thought that even, like, being that age and then slowly growing up and hitting middle school and then looking back at elementary and then, like, now, I'm like, where do we learn that behavior? Yeah. And I know there's a big, like, psychological study because that's, like, one I'm really interested in, but at the same time, it's like, do your parents teach you that? Your, right. Your parents teach you to be that horrible of a human being? And then, and but then I've also personally known people who were the worst and met their parents and gotten to know their parents through, like, multiple occasions. And I'm like, there's no way those parents taught you that. Right. So where did you learn that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's one of my biggest fears as a parent. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, somehow my kid's still going to end up as a little shithead no matter what I do. Anyway. Can I just say one more thing? Yeah. yeah. I watched this movie. It's based on cyberbullying. It is a couple years old. It's called Cyberbully. Emily Osman is in it. I recommend it. I loved it. Yes. 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 I love that movie. I love that movie so much. I think that is like a great representation. Such a fantastic movie. This one's going to be controversial, but um, I want to recommend 13 Reasons Why. Oof. She said it. I said it. She said it on me. Um, Yeah. Did you watch it? Um, I got, I'm not gonna lie, I got through half of it, mm-hmm. and then that is when everything happened with my cousin, so I did yeah. not make it much further. No, Fair that's, yeah. 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 Total, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know if I'll go back to it. I might, but I don't know if I will. No, totally fair yeah, on that no. one. Um, it's, uh, I will agree with Lily that I would recommend that, however. Um, at your, at your discretion. Right. Right. So they've added a lot of um, disclaimers that weren't there before. They, I mean, they've always cited support lines and hotlines and resources and everything. Yeah. If you're struggling, if you're suicidal, it's probably not the show for you. Right. Or I would recommend um, watching it with, you know, a trusted friend or adult or parent. Yeah. Whoever is close to you. Outside of all the controversy, I would agree that that show 
covered so many Much. topics that need yeah. to be talked about. Um, Silencing topics like that because they're uncomfortable to talk about only perpetuates the stigmas and silencing victims and people who are struggling and so I mean maybe the show's not for you but maybe you still need to have that type of conversation that's like a big thing with our podcast because we were both raised by addicts Mm -hmm. and to watch people go through that and to see it firsthand and then hear stories of people like the kids where they just didn't have an outlet and Mm -hmm. so they turned to drugs or they turned to violence or they felt like they were alone and they couldn't talk to anybody like that's a big part of our show and we will do an episode on our childhoods Mm -hmm. (laughs) but to add on to 13 reasons why I would be very cautious if you've ever been a victim of, like, sexual assault because before that show aired, it had been, like, three or four years, maybe four or five years since my sexual assault, and it still kind of hit really close to home for me. And I know, like, it kind of brought up a lot of things and feelings that I didn't, like, I didn't remember So, I mean, be very, very cautious. Right. It's definitely something to, I mean, maybe even research. Like, I would say it's a show that spoiler alerts are not a thing for. No. You know, like, know what you're getting into. Um, The thing is why we're saying we support it is that it covers those topics that nobody wants to talk about. Right. That everyone should be talking about. Yeah. Because not talking about it is not helping anybody. Yeah. But be very careful. I mean, you get three episodes in and you want to stop, that's fine. You get 15 yeah. minutes in and you want to stop, that's fine. Like, make sure you are conscious and cautious of your mental health. Yeah. Like, we're not saying to watch the sh- watch the whole show. If that's not for you, that's not for you. Yeah. And if, if you get XYZ amount into the show and that's too much for you, do Just not stop. watch anymore. Yeah. You know? Okay, so I'm going to throw it over to Morgan now, because I know you um, wanted to talk about, like, medications and coping with COVID and all sorts of stuff, so I'm going to throw it over to you. I guess I'm going to start out with, first, when you're diagnosed with a mental illness or a mental disorder, they often try to help you out with some medication. So some popular ones are, like, the SSRIs, which are Lexapro, Prozac, Paxil, and Dola, and Celexa. Those are the more common ones. So when you get put on them, it does take four to six weeks to actually take effect. But sometimes the side effects are so bad that people will just, you know, not take them, not want to take them. They want to try something else. But then it just gets expensive. Like insurances don't really cover too much of those medications and then you get into more like heavier ones they're called MAOIs they're just inhibitors that are used to treat panic disorder and social phobias though these are like Nardil, MSAM, Paranate, Marplan I don't know if you've ever heard of any of these the side effects side effects are stronger so a lot of people don't like these and also with these medications you can't eat certain things like cheese and you can't have your red wine when you're on these 
I'm on the website Healthline, and um, as I was reading through the article, they mentioned about beta blocker medications. I am on a beta blocker because I have a heart condition, and they're often used to treat heart conditions, but they're also used to treat um, social anxiety. So I'm gonna oh, uh, moving uh, just like moving along towards like dealing with COVID. We're still you know dealing with it and um I remember like last year like we were like oh it's only gonna be like a month or two months two months like that kind of thing and here we are a year and a half later and it's still here I know last year we said it was only gonna be a month (laughs) what a sentence is Pennsylvania open or how is Pennsylvania starting June 1st they want to start going back to um 100% capacity Wow. With things with like restaurants and bars and sporting events and I don't know how it's gonna go, but um that's what their plan is right now. With schooling, it's a little bit different. They're trying to do um the best thing for, you know, universities down to preschool. Masks are still optional now if you're vaccinated. I'm not sure. I don't know if that was everywhere or if that was just Pennsylvania. No, the C D C D came out with that. But the mask mandate is still here, like, for, like, if you're not vaccinated and and for children and stuff. Like, there's sports leagues going on, like, in my town, and all the kids, you know, wear masks, so. That's good. I'm anxious to see what it's going to be like going back to campus in over a year, Mm -hmm. because I'm going back to campus in the fall. I got an apartment there, and um, I have to do my internship in in the fall. So I'm anxious to see what in-person classes are going to be like now with, like, masks and vaccinations and things like that. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. I mean, even out here when masks were more heavily enforced, people still wouldn't wear them. Like, you would go into Walmart all the time and... and Well, I mean, it's crazy because we were one of the worst states. Yeah, Like, through, through, like, the... There was, like, a six-month and then, like the one-year mark, and we were still the worst state. Yep. But yeah, and now they've lift, they've lifted the mask ban. Like, it's optional at restaurants. It's, mm-hmm. it's like business to business. So some restaurants are saying, like, yeah. optional or recommended, but they're not enforcing it. The nail salon today was like, if you wear if you don't wear it, we're not going to yell at you. If you want to wear it, that's really fine. Yeah. They were all wearing theirs. And then same thing, like, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear it. Well, the people at the nail place have to wear their masks because of all the stuff that they can right. inhale. But... I think now they just take it off less. Like, before COVID, I would see some of the, like, there would be at least, like, one nail tech that just chose not to wear it. Just, I'm yeah. like, girl, you're inhaling all of that, but <laughs> and that's not good for you. But, yeah, now they, like, don't take it off at all. It's so weird. I think it's going to be, like, a whole nether shock to come out of COVID and be like, what do you mean? I don't have to wear my mask. Like yeah. I'm just so used to grabbing it or, like, when I do Uber, I just leave it on my ear and put it on before I go in places. And So, with COVID, um, I know everyone, it kind of put everyone in a... Almost spiral. Yeah, in a spiral. Yeah. I know this for me personally. My parents were essential workers, so they had to go to work every day. Well, my mom chose to stay home, like, three days a week, you know, Monday through Friday. But she went to work twice you know, twice a week, but it was kind of nice that she had the luxury of doing that, but my dad was essential. He was working Monday through Saturday throughout this entire thing. 
For me, though, having all my medical issues, I was literally on lockdown. I didn't leave the house for a month and a half or so. That put me in such a spiral, and I had to put my energy towards something. Like, I was going through classes, so I had that in my head, but other than that, I had... I have a, I have a dog, so, like, he was, you know, my happiness through all of that, because I didn't have, you know, anything else. I was Zooming or FaceTiming friends or, you know, I became, like, obsessed with TikTok, just like everybody else, <laughs> and I've just been spending my time, like, on my phone, and it started, like, making me more depressed because I'm just isolating myself even more just being on my phone. I started turning into started turning to like cooking and baking and like I would bake when my parents weren't home and you know doing a lot of that fun stuff but it was hard and for me too going back to when I turned 15 and like everything kind of hit the fan I got really sick I was in a hospital isolated for a month straight so taking that experience and correlating that with COVID being stuck in the house for a month it was like the same thing even though I was perfectly fine like I had nothing wrong with me yeah it was just the fact of like being isolated again and it really scared me because I went down a really dark path like after that when I was 15 16 years old so I was happy to have like my parents and my grandmother like you know there and my brother there just be able to to talk to them because after the whole experience when I was younger I learned a lot from that and I learned how to just communicate mm-hmm. better like to my family when I wasn't feeling okay I was happy to have you know that aspect of it oh yeah my nephew was born January 2020 so that was before you know we got shut down and everything and um, he spent a few weeks in the hospital and then he got to come home and then we got shut down so it's like this brand new baby in all of our lives and now we missed like three months of him like growing it's just hard like going through it's hard for everybody like I can't think of one person that wasn't that their life wasn't impacted by this pandemic like it has impacted everyone on an emotional level uh, personal level career level you know relationship level like it has created this whole thing and now I think I hope that when we come out of this people are going to be kinder people aren't going to be you know so rude and I don't know I, I don't maybe that's just me I just want a kinder world but I had noticed honestly that people were almost like attacking people more online during the right. pandemic and during the shutdown yeah. because in my yeah. opinion, was they're, they're cooped up I think the thing is is like we weren't equipped for something like this. No. Like, we always say, like, oh, you know, get help. Go to your school. Well, we couldn't go to school. Your yeah. job has resources. A lot of people couldn't go to their jobs. And then it's, like, where do you turn? And, like, I've I, I, been that way always. Like, I only recently had a job that was, like, we have mental health resources. Mm-hmm. So, for the longest time, I'm, like, where do you even start? Yeah. Like, what do you type into Google? You know, because you're, like, I need a therapist. And it's, like, all these sites and then each site lists like 30 therapists and you're like I don't even know where to start and it becomes stressful because you you go to an appointment with a therapist you're like I didn't like them and it's similar with the medication it's like okay this one didn't work I have to try a new one 
have to try a new one. Yeah. And with medications, yeah. it sucks, but with meeting new people, it's exhausting. <laughs> Especially yeah, if you have social so anxiety, you're, you're seeing a therapist for social anxiety, but you're not clicking, and so you keep having to meet new people. Yeah. It's, it's very stressful, and I think a lot of people, I saw a lot on, like, TikTok and YouTubers I follow and everything, they're like, I never had this. They're like, I know that sounds conceited, but, like, I was good. I was fine mentally. Yeah. And COVID hit, and I was like, I've never dealt with these emotions before. That must be nice. Right. I know, right? I was, I was like, okay, brag about it. <laughs> but, like, it it must be so crazy, too. I mean, obviously, we're all people who have trauma, anxiety, and depression, and all sorts of yeah. things in our lives. But it's like, that sounds extra stressful to me. I'm like, I've right. been living my whole life this way. I'm used to it. But to be someone who doesn't have anxiety or depression or whatever sort of combination or something and then to be thrown into it I'm like are you okay are you okay <laughs> and at least people are like 25 and they've never dealt with this and it's like yeah oh my god I can't imagine like we've all learned coping mechanisms and mm-hmm. and sought, like got help and maybe taken medications and stuff but to be someone as a full-grown adult and all of a sudden you have anxiety that you've never had before yeah that sounds terrifying. It has to be a, a big shock yeah. to some people. And then being like, yeah. never needed to think about a therapist before. Right. It's crazy because the whole world's going through it. And some people have been in lockdown for an entire year or more. Yeah. You the know? girls from Give Us More yeah. had said that they've been in lockdown yeah. for a while. And then, like, halfway through the podcast, they were talking about going into a second one. School was interesting, too, and for a lot of people that don't know, Sierra and I went to school together. That's how we met. It was weird because we had shown up there, and they were not going to lock down. No. They did not want to shut down. There was a federal mandate that every school had to shut down on, like, it was, like, April 10th or something. Yeah. And our school was like, nah. They shut down to the public, and then, like, Two weeks later, they shut down to everybody, and I have immune-compromised people in my house, so I took a leave of absence from school. That's the thing, though. They didn't even shut down. They offered us a leave of absence. Yeah. And then anyone who didn't want to take it still went to school, and then it took them, like, a week or two to get, like, the Zoom classes up, and they're like, well, you can come back, or you can continue your leave, and I was like, but then a week after that, they they officially sent everyone on (laughs) online classes. Uh, Yeah. Like, I ended up taking two, two leave of absences. I did, too. Oh, 100. Yeah, my work, I worked at a local ice cream shop, so my work shut down for, like, a, a long time. Mm-hmm. We reopened in, I want to say, late April, early May, so it was still, like, in the height of it. I did not work. I was working all year. He had, we have another location that is open all year round. I was working through the, the winter and then I stopped working in March of 2020 and then I didn't go back until the middle of May so I was off for like two and a half months wow. but like going back to work like the shop took all kinds of precautions for COVID my boss put plastic all the way up from the like we have like a half wall in like the middle of the building he put plastic all the way up from the half wall all the way up to the ceiling wow. so like throughout the entire wall so we were all like back there like by ourselves like we have a door like nothing is gonna you know nobody's gonna get in there we have like two little holes it's still up like a year and a half later it's still like that we have like two little holes like for people to um pay with and then we have like an ordering and then we have like a pickup window 
that it's literally a window like we don't like have contact yeah so the business like took really good precautions and then the other three locations are just walk-up windows so they just weren't taking cash they were just taking cards and it's yeah. like an outside scanner so no contact and we're still required to wear masks even now so i will say like throughout it the family-owned businesses and like the mom and pop shops they did the most they did and i want to commend those people yeah. the corporations like i'm not trying to be one of the people that are like fuck all corporations but like the stuff i see i mean i worked for a huge chain yeah in the height of covid and that obviously we all went to like walmart and stuff like that um the huge chains they couldn't care less no they wanted to keep making money and put their employees at risk yeah. and do all yeah. of that sort of shit but the mom and pop shops like because I started Uber, like, I had to make money, Yeah, you know, and, and I think that was the hardest thing, is, like, some people didn't have a choice to go to work, and some people had to take unemployment, people had to do what they had to do, but I was in a lot of restaurants and a lot of shops because of Uber, and it made me so mad, because I'm, like, this tiny little family-owned business can do the most, can put up, can wear masks, can wear gloves, can put up the plastic like you said yeah. and all that and I'll walk into a yeah. chain food restaurant and I'm like they haven't done shit yeah like you can tell this yeah. isn't sanitized half the employees are wearing their masks below their nose yeah I'm like come on so what were some of your coping mechanisms did, did you have any other ones I know you talked about baking and hanging out with your dog I've really got into like reading again like when I was in high school they like made you read so like I didn't like enjoy it anymore and then when I got into college I didn't have time for it so then like being in lockdown I got into it again like heavily I really used that to you know channel my all my emotions and kind of kind of just let that be like an outlet for myself and I honestly I'm not gonna lie I've been blessed Netflix a lot because <laughs> what else we try to do right but, um Honestly, but I started exercising more. I went outside all the time and took a walk around the driveway or with my, with my dog, you know, things like that. I started trying to find something that's gonna make me happy for the time being because we didn't know how long it was gonna last. It was also hard because I didn't get a graduation from my college. Oh yeah, I'm first generation first generation college student, and I did not have a graduation ceremony going through that it was just really hard and they actually just rescheduled it for this year it already happened I didn't go I was just I'm over it at this point <laughs> I think I'll, I think I'm gonna feel 10 times better walking across the stage actually with everybody that I want there getting my master's degree this year with the graduation they were only allowing to get to like parents guardians or siblings mm -hmm. So, like, my brother wouldn't even be able to see me. And I know that's really important to him, so. It is very, like, validating walking across the stage and, like, getting your diploma and shaking the hands of, like, your teachers and right. all that. It's everybody, too. It's, like, fifth like fifth grade promotion and eighth grade promotion, high school, college. And yeah. people got their doctorates this year, and they couldn't even walk. And I know. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> to you, Morgan, yeah. to all of you that – graduated promoted because because you worked hard and you deserve it you worked it. so hard so yeah good for you 
And I'm sorry you didn't get to experience that. A message from your moms. A message from your moms. So I, I worked most of the time and things felt too. kinda normal. Yeah. Um yeah. I know I didn't get to see Sam for a couple months because she's a, a diabetic. Like for you guys, was that different? Um because I worked so much it was it didn't feel that different. I worked. Um so my boyfriend was a employee for the city of Mesa. He worked in the arts department. He worked as an office assistant for the city of Mesa and what happened was I was able to go to work even though I was off of school, so I continued to work full time. The museum actually closed, and so he ended up having to work as long as he could from home, and then they finally had to let him go because the city terminated that position. Nowhere had an office assistant because it wasn't necessary anymore. Ugh. And he got really depressed. It was It was really hard for him, and he when I quit Domino's to go do Uber, he would come along with me because he was like, I just need to get out of the house. Like us getting out of the house was him coming to me, coming with me to work Mm -hmm. and us going grocery shopping. That was us getting out. I felt so bad because I would come home and he was just like, he was either sleeping or playing video games or like, he was just so like, not himself. Mm -hmm. It was weird to see. And then he took it and, and ran with it because as soon as unemployment went out, he was like, I need a job. He's like, I need to get my act together. So he got a full-time job and he started school and that school's going to take him really far. He's, yeah, he's about to graduate and he's about to start specialty training for Mercedes Benz. And I'm just really proud of the way he handled it and turned it around I'm proud of him, too. You can tell him I said that. I will. Awesome, though. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It's never, never too late to start over. It's never too late to pursue your dreams. It's never too late to choose a new path. I don't mind talking about it. I'll tell you guys why we're saying that. Someone in my family said Robert was too old to start over with his life, Um, that he was never going to amount to anything, that he was just chasing dreams. Let's clarify that Robert is 25 years old. Yeah. I'm not- 25! And already has a bachelor's degree? Yeah, in audio in engineering. In audio engineering. And music business. <laughs> and music so. business. So, has something pretty solid to fall back on. Music's never going anywhere. Right. Audio engineering's never going anywhere. The only reason he never did anything with it is because it's really hard, especially now with everything going over to- like doing it yourself like you can make music in your garage and that's the type of music that people really like and you have soundcloud and spotify and like even how we distribute our podcast like you don't need an audio engineer so i mean and that's why my my friend taylor's not doing it anymore either like he's going back to nursing school so he has something solid to fall back on heck yeah taylor because yeah because the music industry is just it's an old dog's game, is what it is. That's kind of fair. Yeah. But even though, even that, I feel like it is similar to cosmetology. Like, you can still always find a job there. Right. You can still always find, you know, someone who wants their YouTube videos edited, or their podcast mm-hmm. edited, or something, yeah. you know? Like, with cosmetology, I love cosmetology, and I put up pursuing that, but originally, I wanted to use that to pursue my criminal law degree. Right. And I still might do that because it's never too late to start over. Right, exactly. And also, who said it was starting over? You're continuing on your life's path. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. starting over. Right. You're not, like, scrapping your life and moving to a new city and, like, what? 
I mean, we are Don't moving. Don't let anyone tell you that shit. We are moving, but it's not to start it's, over. It's to continue something. Continue something that he has an extreme passion for. Things. Support your friends. Support your significant other. Support your, support your family. Right, exactly. Support your family. So I wanted to finish off with some tips from Western Michigan University's site uh, for dealing with COVID. So they said, one, keep things in perspective. Remind yourself that most people who contract COVID-19 will only experience mild symptoms. There's continuous work being done to help those with underlying health conditions and senior citizens who are more at risk for the virus. As coverage increases, it's important to take the necessary precautions to keep yourself and your family safe and healthy. So I know with that, it's a little bit later in COVID right now, but I feel like that's still important to keep into, pers- into perspective. Yeah. Because um, uh, people are going to be stressed about it. To keep connected, maintaining social networks can foster a sense of normality. Maintain these connections without increasing your risk by talking on the phone, texting, or chatting with people on social media. Share useful information from credible websites to help friends and families deal with their own anxieties. Three, get the facts. It's helpful to adopt an analytical approach as you follow news reports about COVID-19. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has a website dedicated to information on the coronavirus outbreak, which is cdc.gov slash coronavirus. Helpful information can also be found from local or state public health agencies. Mm-hmm. And four, seek additional help. If you're feeling an overwhelming nervousness slash sense of anxiety, lingering sadness, or other prolonged reactions that adversely affect your relationship with others, your job performance, etc., you should consult with a trained and experienced mental health professional. These are the people that can help you deal with extreme stress. So some of those I feel like do apply to earlier on in in COVID, but people are definitely still in lockdown and still quarantining themselves. So yeah, I thought that those were really good references. And I, I want to shout out Western Michigan University for putting all of that on there because it's been a really hard time for everybody. Yeah. So just to go over them again, suicide prevention is 1-800-273-8255. The Trevor hotline for LGBTQ plus is 1-866-488-7386. National Alliance on Mental Illness hotline is 1-800-950-6264. General Crisis hotline can be reached by texting support to 741741. And the GLBT hotline for people coming out, being bullied, or navigating same-sex relationships can be reached at 1-888-843-4564. And I would like to say if anyone goes on the Trevor Project website, I am registered on there. So if anyone wants to message me or feels like they want to reach out and just need somebody to talk to, I'm going to start logging on every day and just checking my messages. So yeah, you can always reach out to me. I've signed up. I've been signed up for a couple mm-hmm. months. I've just been really bad about logging on, um, but I will log on every night. And you can always message us, morbidlyintoxicatedpod uh, at gmail.com. Morbidlyintoxicatedpod on Instagram. Morbidlyintox on Twitter. And don't feel weird about it. Like I know that for a lot of you, we're strangers. But for us specifically, you know, like, reach out to us, talk to us. We'll be your best friends. We'll be your mom. We'll be your ally. Your cool aunt. Your cool aunt. We'll help you find resources. Yeah, absolutely. And then I wanted to thank you, Morgan, for taking so much time. I know it's so late. 
thank you so much for coming on and talking about your experiences so openly. Um, I think it's really going to inspire a lot of people. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. If I don't know if anyone cares to follow me, I'm on Twitter. Morbidly Intoxicated Pod has quote tweeted me a bunch of times, so you'll find me on there. But my username is Morgan062 ends. M O R G A N N 06. If anyone wants to follow me on there. Yes. Yes. Go follow her. And Morgan. she's a professional. <laughs> so if you feel more comfortable talking to her, I hope that's okay. Um, she can definitely help you find resources if you need them. Yeah. And we are definitely going to link all the hotlines and resources and everything. Alrighty. Well, that was our episode for this week. We hope you guys enjoyed it. This was a little bit more of a serious topic and it was kind of something we haven't done before where it was an open discussion. Let us know if you liked it, if you want more kind of open discussions like this Mm -hmm. about other topics and what topics you'd like to hear. We put all our handles on there so you know where to message us. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope that this was potentially helpful to someone. Yeah. Um, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys.